0: You're listening to the Veritas Daily Podcast, a short daily podcast that answers the questions you're asking with the hope that it would help you believe Jesus is more. Here's Austin Connor. What's with the old ages in the Bible? Genesis chapter 5 presents us with a genealogy from Adam to Noah. Now, at first glance, it explains who was in this line, what kids they had, how old they were when they had those kids, how old they were when they died. And let me tell you, if you've read this before, you realize that these guys, they must have been doing something right health-wise. Listen to these ages. Adam, 930 years old. Seth, 912. Enosh, 905. Kenan, 910 and the granddaddy of them all, Methuselah, at 969 years old. Uh, My wife and I were late to the party, but we just started watching Parks and Rec. And when I read through these names, I couldn't help but think of what Rob Lowe's character, Chris Traeger, once said in the show. Uh, I take care of my body above all else. Diet, exercise, supplements, positive thinking. Scientists believe that the first human being who will live 150 years has already been born. I believe I am that human being. But in all seriousness, what is with these old ages? Are we supposed to take them literally? Or is there something else going on here? Well, the answer has to do with our own expectations. What I mean is that if we read a genealogy today, we expect that the author of that genealogy is going to include not only the actual ages of the people in the list, but they're going to include everyone in the list. But there were no such expectations in the ancient world. And so if we want to try and understand the meaning behind those old ages in Genesis 5, we have to enter their world to hear it with ancient ears and see it with ancient eyes. And when we take the time to do that, we find that there are two different options, two different ways that we can read this genealogy. One a little bit longer, one a little less long. Here's option one, the longer one. It has to do with math. So there's this ancient Mesopotamian document from 1800 to 1600 BC, right around the time of the Old Testament patriarchs like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, by the way. This text was called the Sumerian Kings List. The Sumerian Kings List was just that, a list of kings. But these kings had really, really, really long lifespans. Here's an excerpt from that document. After the kingship descended from heaven, the kingship was an heirdo. In Erdu, Alu'im became king. He ruled for 28,800 years. al Algar, he ruled for 36,000 years. So those two kings ruled together for 64,800 years. Now, on its own, that text doesn't tell us much. In fact, it seems totally unbelievable. But we have another ancient text where the scribes are explaining how they get the numbers and what they mean. This other text essentially tells us the scribes are playing math games. They're essentially doing what modern mathematicians describe as calculus. This other math text, it explains that the scribes are manipulating the numbers using a base 60 system. Now that's different than our modern base 10 mathematical system. I'm not going to bore you with the differences between those two, because to be honest, I'm not sure I understand them fully myself. But the point is, the scribes who wrote the list of kings who reigned for thousands of years, they did not intend for those numbers to be taken literally. They didn't think that anybody should believe that they actually lived that long. So what do the big numbers mean in this Sumerian king list? Well, the authors put the numbers there to show how important and how amazing the kings were. So back to Adam's genealogy in Genesis 5. When you heard all these big numbers in the ancient world, you would most likely assume that the author is doing something other than listing their actual age. You would most likely know that the author is playing with the numbers for some reason. Now, the issue for us today, and it's a frustrating one for a lot of scholars, is that we don't really know exactly what the numbers are trying to signify in Genesis 5. Now, let me be clear. What I'm not saying is that we cannot trust Genesis or we cannot trust that the people in Genesis 5 genealogy aren't real. They are real. What I'm saying is that the text is most likely communicating something to us other than the literal age of people. It's getting at something other than that. And so what could they mean? Well, again, I'm not entirely sure, but here's what I find interesting. If you remove Adam from this genealogy because he's the one who was first created, and if you also remove Noah, the last one, because he belongs with the generation of the flood, if you take the lifespans of the eight remaining people in that genealogy and you convert them from the base 10 system that we have in the Bible to the base 60 system like you have in the Babylonian text, guess what? you get the exact same number of years as those kings in that king list from before the flood. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think the author knew exactly what he was doing and made an intentional connection. Now, I I wish we could say more specifically about what that means, but again, we're not quite certain. So, option one, uh, math. Uh, but the other thing that could be going on in Genesis 5 is, is that it is explaining ancestral lines. A much shorter explanation here. The Hebrew word for fathered, it can also be used to say was the ancestor of. So for example, when Genesis 5:25 says, when Methuselah had lived 187 years, he fathered Lamech. Now on the surface, you could read that and think Methuselah had a kid when he was 187 years old. But knowing that fathered can also mean was the ancestor of, it could be saying that the line of Methuselah was 187 years long when Lamech was born. In other words, Lamech was the great, 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 great grandson of Methuselah. Again, could be talking about the length of an ancestral line or could be some funny things going on with the math in Genesis 5 that we don't know about. So, as we close out uh, this episode, let's summarize where we've been. What we can say with relative certainty about this genealogy in Genesis 5 is that these are not the actual ages of the people. Rather, there's something else going on. Either the author is doing something else with the numbers that we're not sure about, or they're talking about ancestral lines. You see, it's not asking us to believe those things, there's more going on under the surface. I hope you find that encouraging rather than discouraging. I hope you're encouraged to know that there's always more to learn and to understand and to love about God's word to us. You see, when we ask God to give us eyes to see, and when we go through the work of seeing the text with ancient eyes, hearing it with ancient ears through our study of the original audience and the culture that they lived in, we're gonna be able to hear from God more clearly. And I don't know about you, but in times like these, I need to hear from God more than ever. So be encouraged that even though the Bible wasn't written to us, it's written for us. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you liked it, give us a good rating and keep the questions coming. We love hearing from you. We'll see you tomorrow.